Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, 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 cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Everybody, happy Tuesday to you, June 21st, 2022. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Oh, big cow. 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday morning. How are you, fellas? What's the word? Lightning are back. Oh, I thought you said they were done. They are back. They did. They are back. Well, you told me yesterday they were done. I know I, I know. I told you that, but I forgot they go home for two straight games. <laughs> and they're That's back. how series work. They're back. I know, I know they went. They were down 2-0 last series. I have faith again. Are they going to win four straight again? No. If they win the series, it'll be in seven. Okay. But they're back. All the way back. All the way back. What was that final score? 6-2? 6-2. Wow. What's new with you, Roush? Um, I uh, I burnt my forearm on an iron over the weekend. Might have had a few cocktails um, while getting ready for the wedding, and just so yeah, that's not good. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah, yeah. I was playing with uh, my son yesterday, and it just getting all blistered. Pretty nasty. Pretty gnarly. So I'm, uh, and it's also right kind of where I typically rest my arm while I'm typing. So. I'm mm. I'm really I'm a hero, many are saying, for playing through the pain Somebody and continuing to bog. Kind of dumb for burning your arm on an eye. Uh, hero, mm. hero, warrior plays through injury. I, I'm I, I'm having you know I said this last last week too, but having a fine morning, everything's going good. Uh, but I feel like I'm probably gonna be a little complainy today. Uh oh. Ooh. I honestly Walker Watts. My <laughs> appraising expertise is this building is it's not just like a it's not just bad smells. I, I think that like this there is something causing a chronic odor horrible smell in this building. And is it Trevor Kelsey? You know, and that's what I thought, like maybe maybe I'm just noticing it's smelling worse because it's been there's been more bodies in here lately. There's been more people f- 
coming in and out. The people were trying to, I think, train people and stuff like that. Trevor's spending more time over here doing the bats games. Uh, maybe it's simply just that there's more trash, too. I, it, it could be that. But you mix it all together between the microphone, the trash, whatever inherent smell this building has. I don't know about you. This is this has been since 2014. When I leave this place, the wife thinks I smell like I've been in a, a car auto mechanic shop. Hmm. And Rutherford said something pretty similar. There's definitely some sort of oil smell. But you mix it all together. Something something seems off. And I just hope we're not breathing in some new Ooh. new mix of Should we chemicals call OSHA? Yes. Maybe there's uh, environmental tampering, environmental hazards. But you just oh, go or you, this could be buried on Indian gravesite. Uh, they said the other building used to be haunted, but this is not a haunting smell. No, oh, okay. this is this is well. The smell might haunt you, and though. also like maybe just the state studio bacon in like ninety five degree weather now is also not helping. Whatever. Oh, like it's 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 releasing the chemicals. I think that it's are just a combination of a million different things, and we've hit. We've hit the stinky peak. Maybe it's some raccoon poop. I saw a raccoon on the porch this morning. It could definitely be raccoon poop. A, a mixture of probably a lot of poop. Uh, there's rumors on the street the toilet's not working anymore either, which isn't ideal. It does. You just have to know the secret. It's not what you want to hear about a toilet. <laughs> if if the rumors of us making a switch over to a new studio are true, that we need to we, we need to start getting that those wheels in motion. Because, cool. Really, the microphone's really, stinky again. Today, re- really blessed that I am blessed with a poor sense of smell. Same. Yeah, I can't smell anything ever. I'm worried that like, my eyesight's going or my hearing's going to go because my sense of smell has only gotten better over the last several years. Like, I can smell a dirty diaper from across a room. Oh like yeah. The, oh. the wife can be holding the baby and be like, "No," and then she'll go smell and be like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Like my my sniffer has gotten better. Didn't used to always be a good sniffer. So you're in the worst. So like, I, line I'm, of maybe work. I'm just over hyperly sensitive to all these smells. Could be it. Yeah. Have we have we thought about consider bringing in some Febreze to eliminate but odors? Because there is some science to it being able to trap the the chemicals. I'd love like a neutralize because. I, I, you know, somebody, if somebody came in here doused in cologne, and I'm not saying this is today, Justin, although it's I didn't spray cologne today. You did? I didn't. Okay. I was going to say, but I'm just saying nobody did. And I wasn't saying that you had, but if somebody did, I would also, that would add to just the miserableness of it all. So if we could get maybe some scentless, odorless Febreze, I just, no smells. Yeah. I mean, Febreze. Maybe like a slightly good one. Febreze is like one of those smells, though, that is, it just, yeah, I mean, I think it just smells like chemicals, you know. I mean, but it, it, yeah, like yeah. it's not like an overly fragrant. It just kind of. They've got some that are all right. They've got some that are just like I would rather have the bad smell. To be honest with you, uh, the people that like use the bathroom and then they open the door and you get like Febreze coming out of the room. It's like, man, maybe just the stinky was going to be better. Right, than that. right. Like, take 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 it easy. You're gonna poke a hole in the ozone layer. <laughs> anyway, so it stinks in here. I think. I think it smells worse now than it did three weeks ago, and I think that's where we miss Douglas because he would he would go around and clean the studio from time to time. He would vacuum. He would take out the trash every single day. So I I just think not having him is probably it's, it's probably piling up on somebody. 
You know what would help? This wouldn't be like an end-all, be-all solution because I really, I, I go into houses every day. This is as stinky as a building as I've gone into. Uh, and there's no cats living inside, which we've talked about here on Kentucky Roll Call. Mm-hmm. If you have a cat living in your house, get a good good a good friend that you can trust to tell you the truth and tell you, hey, does my house kind of stink? Because like 95% of them do. This is this is not this isn't great. Candles. There we go. Candles go a long way. Okay. Big candle guy. Maybe we you just, just had like a constant lit candle. One studio may burn down. <laughs> Insurance. Se- secondly, <laughs> place could smell a little bit better. Maybe I'll we just we just have a candle lit during the show. Yeah, like mass. Like when we're in session, candle lit. Yeah. When the candle's out, don't talk to us. <laughs> We're we we're out of session. I like it. Uh, so that was so that that's my first thoughts waking up this morning, or coming into the studio. This I was morning. like, man, you thought about that from the time you woke up. Well, I did think about <laughs> like, all right, going into the studio. I hope it doesn't stink today. <laughs> it does. But secondly, I was kind of happy because we're gonna have some sports to talk about today. Not saying we're gonna get into it right this very moment. You sports. know, TJ, maybe you. Switch- we're gonna have some sports to talk about, and that does that doesn't stink. Maybe you switch to that mic to your right. Nobody ever uses that one, so the l- odds are it doesn't stink. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, well, it's not can, as good of a mic, but we can give that the old college try. Maybe during the break. Sounds good. You should make a break for Thornton's. Get yourself some breakfast. Donuts, breakfast sandwiches, $10,000 cash for their summer cash bash. Download the Thornton's app, and once you do, you'll see it large and in charge, $10,000. They're doing it weekly. Eventually, a grand prize winner is going to win a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. All you have to do is sign up on the app, and then boom, you're in. Any week, you could get an alert. Hey, you want $10,000? Ooh, okay, sure. Why not? Also, you can double your chances, triple your chances when you go inside, mm-hmm. buy products throughout the store. Mountain Dews. Yeah, they're doing Bud Lights. Mm-hmm. Bud Lights, why not? Doritos. Hot dogs, Doritos, mm-hmm. basically all of the best things. And you get extra entries into the Summer Cash Bash. You do. And then they'll, who, who couldn't use an extra 10, 10 grand? The Powerball and Mega Millions. That's getting beefy. Bad news is, means we hadn't won it yet. Good news is, more when we do win it. We do. But maybe we don't wait on the Powerball or Mega Millions. We win the the $10,000 cash bash. That'd be cool, too. That'd be nice. Real nice car. They could go for on a fun golf trip with that money from Thornton's. Get the cheapest gas from Thornton's and then use their $10,000 for a a golf trip. A gas trip. Why not? (laughs) All right. Uh, I got a massage yesterday, Roush. Whoa. Wow. You must be feeling refreshed. Mm Mm-hmm. I could use that. My, the lower back is just a uh, little off, trying to slowly. I don't want to use the term get back into shape, but like just, I don't know, not be a slob. Mm-hmm. You know, like that just like, I, I know I'm out of shape when my back hurts just by living. If you, if you, you have to do a certain amount of exercise I do just to feel you, like a normal human. Like my knee hurt the other day a just from driving. guy adds to it, though. Yeah, yeah. I like, think you're a little different. Like, I think you could have some aches and pains that just the average person doesn't just because you're so much larger. That's true. That's true. But Basically, it's not your fault. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. But I, I could also get smaller, too. If you yeah, know. I mean, I don't know if 10 pounds would make that much of a difference. You get too small, though, then you'll be frail. That's true. 
now I'm sturdy. That's, what, <laughs> that's one good positive. Um, but, like, my knee and ankle hurt just from driving to Nashville. Like, okay, what the that's hell? That's not good. Yeah, like, Jesus, Roush, get up and do something, you fat ass. So um, I'm in the process of, of doing that, except last night uh, Duke just didn't want to go to sleep. So mm. that was, you know, really cutting into the workout time when you got to lay around with him for an hour. Yeah. But he was being sweet. He just wanted to, like, Dad, come on, lay right here. And you just want me to spoon with him? Like, oh, what a sweet kid. So I wasn't too mad because he put, like, being good kid means less exercise for me. But I still, I I did get out and walk the dog. Lightning bugs all the way back because it's the summer solstice. Longest day of the year. It's way too, yeah, way, way, way too light, way too late. Speaking of lightning bugs, the guy we golfed with, the random on Sunday, he had moved just moved here from Washington, and he called them fireflies. And I looked at Did him. And I was like, I know. I looked at him, and I was like, just uh, just for your information, you're gonna get made fun of a lot if you call them fireflies, lightning bugs. Wow. I mean, I don't know if you're gonna get made fun of. A I, lot. You never hear anybody say fireflies around here. Everybody says lightning yeah, bugs. Yeah, because they all got made fun of so much, they learned their lesson. <laughs> I mean, I thought you were going to say yeah, something completely. Jeez, like, oh, people, people, big jerks around their bugs around these parts. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he had either never seen one or he uh, called them something even more he, ludicrous. He hadn't seen them before he moved here. I was asking him about like what all they don't have, and like they didn't have any of the cicadas or any of that. And he was like, "Yeah, when I moved here, there was a ton of lightning or a ton of fireflies," and that's when I had to tell him. Hmm. I'd like to think he got back to his cart and he was like, "That little fella loves bugs." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, real big bug guy here. Yeah, yeah. I, maybe it's also it's probably just the radio show. I mean, it's almost specifically the radio show that I I, I can't really enjoy the the sun, the light sun sun sunset. sunsets. Yeah, right. Yeah, sunsets because I'm like going to bed. You know, it's nine forty five. Not that I'm in bed at nine forty five, but it's the the process of such. Yeah, you start winding down. And by the way, you talking about. Uh, you you putting a dollar in Trevor's self pity jar. We started hustle last night with Adam Sandler. Uh-huh. The has have any of you all seen it? Yeah, I saw it. Did you see it? No, uh, you can spoil it. I don't care. It's not a spoiler, but why haven't you seen it? Not gonna watch it. Just didn't you recommend? Other didn't you recommend it? No, I did. Yeah, it's just. Well, I thought we all talked about. I was. I, I could have sworn both you all were like, yeah, good movie. Well, I just. Assume that Trevor's gonna hate it because it's a feel good. Maybe that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Anywho, yeah. they they bring up Adam Sandler's weight in the movie, like the character he's playing, and this is not hyperbole. It, they've done it. They've done it eleven times. We didn't get to finish it last night because we were falling asleep, or I was falling asleep. Uh, so we have got like thirty five minutes left, but they've done it eleven times. Like in in the first eleven minutes, they do it like three times, and he's not even like give big me an example. The, it, it, uh, are you serious? You've seen the movie and you need an example? There's like a million of them. They've, Queen Latifah talks about like, you have been on the road and it shows. <laughs> okay, and like yeah, pointing okay. to his belly. They do it like 13 times. Really 11 times, I think, in the first 90 minutes. They do it four times in the first 11 minutes or like 15 minutes of the movie. Well, I mean, every scene, he's he's literally Trevor Kelsey eating Burger King, Harvey's, like always fast food. I don't know if like they, they when they wrote this role, they thought he was going to maybe like be bigger or... <laughs> 
or they thought he was going to be like smaller and like he showed up to cast like a little heavier than he thought. So they were just like, let's make, let's add this in as a funny little bit. I don't know. It's just kind of strange more than anything else. He'll be like talking to people significantly bigger than them and they'll be like, uh, you're not the old ball player anymore, are you? <laughs> it's, it's really strange. I, I don't know that that's so much playing on his weight. I mean, it is. It's it's they, like it's on his way. It's like the dad joke though. Like anytime you can get a little quip in, you got to do it. And he does it himself too. Yeah, He'll sure. be like, "Move over on the bus because there's a lot more of me now," or something <laughs> like that. You know, yeah. I, I'm making some of these up, but it's along those same lines. Yeah. So far, I have enjoyed it though. Great movie. It, it has it has been pretty good. And it was like, are any of these people actual basketball players? <laughs> All like, of them. Yes. <laughs> Funny you say Except that. for the main character. Was the little guard that he beats in that one-on-one game in Spain at the beginning of the movie, was he an actual player? I don't know about that one. I'll have to look You know, the feisty that. one? Uh-huh. It's a good movie. Recommend it. Yeah, but we were falling. We were falling asleep. Yeah. Long day. I mean, so, you know, you had a massage. You were you were worn out. I don't uh, worry. Right after the massage, I just wanted to go to bed directly after that. Right. Yeah. Didn't fall asleep during, but... Yeah, that, so now I'm a massage guy, two and three months. First couple's massage yesterday, which is really just you're both getting massages in the same room, but you wouldn't even really know if you didn't already know. So the idea of a couple's massage is basically just two massages going on in the same room at the same time. I didn't really know what else it'd be. I don't know if like you <laughs> held hands or something, or like if you like made small talk with one another. I mean, but no, it was no. Is it is it cheaper to get a couple's massage than two separate individual massages? That's a good question. Don't know. Uh, I would think based that it, on the price of the one in Vegas versus the price of one here, yes, it would be cheaper to do a couple's massage. Okay, but not significantly. Could also just be Vegas inflation. Could be. Could yeah. be Louisville inflation. Oh, maybe the Louisville. Maybe it's like a no-brainer at most spots. But it was nice. Felt good. Really, Slady got much more into the 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 butt than the oh. Vegas lady. Nice. <laughs> well, because and and that's uh, the glutes. They uh, there's a lot of stress strain in there. She it's asked, connected to everything. She, it's your biggest muscle of your body. She's like, "Do you want your glutes?" And I was like, "Uh, sure. Just whatever you normally do." This lady didn't have as strong as of hands, which that was okay. But it was kind of funny how she could like find knots and like literally work them. Like she like could fe- she she found every pretty much knot that I had on my body. Pretty impressive. Mm, good job. She I bet the inside baseball masu- m- massaging is pretty interesting. You're and she like a literally like muscles. she like literally like rubbed it like. Up my lower back, and then just like kept pushing it until it was just it's like gone. push the knot from yeah. the bottom all the way. She like flattened the knot out of my back. It's like a cartoon where the the there's a knot in the hose, or you know the the big bubble in the hose. I really felt like I was yeah. a cartoon. Like it was like Hunchback in Notre Dame, like getting his hunch getting squeezed, squeezed out. Squeezed out. Maybe he just needed massages. Who's to say? So it was a nice Monday. Hope you had one as well. Uh, really nice Monday mm. for. Really, football recruiting in this entire area. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll start with the with the blue because that's our our cup of tea. But Nick Roush, right? Many people kind of wondering. Many people kind of wondering. Many people are saying too. There were some doubters. There were some haters. Uh, but all in all, 
We made our prediction. We stuck to it. We're sticking to it. And it could be good news for the Cats. Uh, Christian Conner, for those who have been keeping up, he's the Bowling Green cornerback who officially visited over the weekend. Uh, I put in, I fired up the RPM machine, I don't know, two weeks ago. And that we, we kind of made a, a joke about it on this here radio show. And then last week, a lot of folks started making Tennessee picks. Chad Simmons at on three was one. Josh Edwards was one. Uh, Tennessee appeared to be picking up a lot of momentum. We had the the picture where it looks like he's holding up the Vols hand sign. And a lot of folks were very worried about Christian Conyer. Over the weekend, he officially visits Kentucky. And Chad Simmons, he goes back and says, you know what? I was wrong. I'm, I'm more confident now that he's going to Kentucky, not Tennessee. Woo-hoo-hoo. And would be big time. It's great, TJ, in, in my brain, just because no, I, it's not the feeling vindicated that I was right then. It's also the fact that I, it backs up what I've heard since his official visit, too. That UK, they feel good about where they stand with Conyer, even more so now than they did two weeks ago, going into this final home stretch. So he's going to visit Tennessee next week before he makes his decision July 3rd. So that is a, things can change rapidly in a week. They did from last week to this week. They can once again. So you got to have that caveat out there. But... Uh, TJ, I, I think things went about as well as they could have for Kentucky over the weekend. Yeah, and we mentioned it yesterday that sometimes it'll be a few days into the week before you really have an idea of how some of the visits go and some of the reactions to the visits. And it seemed like once Conyer got home or started talking or things started to kind of leak word of mouth throughout the day Monday, Kentucky was in a much better spot than they were when the visit started at the beginning of, of now this past weekend. And be a huge get. You want to keep the best players in the state going to Kentucky. I though I want to also go back to what we talked about yesterday about how maybe the UK's coaches felt like they had done what they could do. They felt good about things. They were hearing the right things from Christian Conyer and his camp. But Tennessee staff just felt better potentially. Mm-hmm. I do wonder if... I wonder what what started the snowball of more confidence for Conyer to Kentucky. Was it something Tennessee staff said to national writers? You know, he hasn't texted us back since the UK visit. We haven't heard any. We don't know if he's visiting this weekend anymore. Maybe that was it. Or maybe it was UK staff. He, well, he told us that he was committing. He told us that we're in. We're Maybe it was people around Conyer that, hey, or maybe people are just connecting dots between a little bit of all three of those. That's what I would like to know, Roush. You're inside the business. You should be able to send some text messages, uh, figure out where this confidence is coming from, and then you get a better idea as I'm pouring water literally just onto my body. Um, just one of those. I'm, I'm more curious where the momentum from Tennessee came from. That that because at least like I wonder if people just thought he really was doing the hand signal and was like, huh. and that's what got the momentum rolling. Yeah, that would be very funny if that's all it was. Because um, at least you can you can rationalize the, people make recruiting predictions all the time after an official visit. Stuff happens on official visits. People get information from them and they're like, okay, I know where this kid's going now. 
it's even weirder how the the stuff kind of popped up kind of seemingly out of nowhere last week. Uh, but I, I I do like uh, I, I'm, today's a good day. I'm still just it's going to be uh, I, th- I think Kentucky. I don't want to say sweating it out, but there there is going to be some tension leading in, up until his commitment here in you know two weeks or so. Because Tennessee, they're going to get one last stab at it. Um, as Luckett said, uh, Tennessee lost a receiver yesterday. They were going up against Ohio State for Carnell Tate. And I love some of the – do you follow the Message Board Genius account? No. Um, it's just a guy who he he gets on all the message boards and screen caps some of the hottest takes. So when Carnell Tate – uh, committed, they said, some kids ain't built for the SEC. You know, it was a lot of, well, I guess he wanted the easy road going to Ohio State instead of Tennessee. Pretty funny stuff. But, look, his point was, they probably had a line item reserved off for this kid. Maybe, maybe they've got more money in the budget now to share with Mr. Conyer. So that's why, you know, it, even if it's not signing on the dotted line, getting to that commitment can be uh, – you can sweat it out, and I'm confident, but it's uh could be co- it could be coming out on the wire with that f- official to Tennessee over the weekend. So as he said that he is. By the way, we got some breaking news. Ah! Have you seen this? Lev. Yes. No, is it a big one? Oh yeah. Let's hear it. Or do we tease it? Uh, I, I, w- I want to get back to it. I want to get back to this recruiting conversation, but we got to just put a little bit of egg into. Justin Kalen's face. Brooks Kepka to the Livs. Wow! Seriously? He hates Bryson. No way! I did not think he would want to be a part of that rivalry. He sucks at golf. Why wouldn't he just want to go make a ton of money? Wowzers. By sucks at golf. He's an amazing golfer, but his career is, like, he's clearly not. On the. Yeah. He's he's not with the top dogs anymore. Man, if you would have let me guess every golfer in PGA, he would have been near the bottom. Wasn't the first one we said? Yeah. yeah, no, it is would, absolutely. I'll give y'all credit. Quickly, I'll and, give y'all credit. And I think we were, and I think we were like, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe not, but we, yeah, he's going anyways. That's wild. I never thought he would. That, go. And then again, like, but if you're the PGA, okie dokie. And now you don't have the you don't have the Brooks Bryson. Although if you were to live, I'd be like, hey, you all just fight on one. Yeah. Thing. Like, you know, we'll pay for all medical. You guys can hug it out afterwards. Here's another $25 million yeah, 25 if y'all million. just keep going. Uh, here's a lead pipe. It's going to be hidden in a tee box somewhere. <laughs> First one to find it. If you're live, why not have some fun with it? That was the best thing that those two golfers provided in really since Brooks' run that he had, what, in 2018? Yeah, he won, what? Three majors in two hell, years. It was a hell of a run. Back to back, U.S. Open and PGA. But yeah. he's been hurt. He's thirty-two. I feel like he. <laughs> I don't know if the age thing matters as much in golf, but if you're hurt and you're thirty, you know you're not like a spring chicken at that point anymore. Some people have tougher times getting coming back from it. Although it just reminds us how much of a freak Tiger is. Seriously, absolute freak. Well, that is a surprise. Figure out when his last win was. Kepkas. Been a while. Yeah. Had to be. Yeah, he, I mean, had, he like he's really like like from, you said, TJ, he had that one year and then twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen. He was unbelievable. He's kicking all kinds of ass. And now he sucks. Hmm. We did have some other breaking news that we actually should talk about after the break. Oh. John Hale's milking his uh Mitch Barnhart conversation. He won the two thousand one waste management. Kepka? 
2001. He would have been, ago. yeah, he'd have been 2021. 10. Sorry. <laughs> Hold on, let me make sure that. Oh, yeah, won the waste management last year. All right, but besides that, it had been 2019, which is a long time. Gosh, he's got like a good, a good seems like a good chunk of his wins are just majors. Good, good ones to win. Yep. He go. was, he was like the Zalatoris before Zalatoris. Yeah. Except one. He won them. Yeah, exactly. So not carry the one. All right, Roush, what is the <laughs> other breaking news? Mitch Barnhart. His conversation with John Hale. John asked him the big question. Is the Governor's Cup going to go away if the SEC goes to non-conference games? Words, well, Alan. we're going to have to, yeah. Yeah. We're gonna we'll have to look at all options and we'll have to do that. It's a game we certainly care about, but it's an ever changing landscape of college football and we want to make sure that we're leaving our options open and that we're capable of anything. Wow. So you you're reading it. I'm not you're, really I don't have it pulled up. I don't have a suspicion. Oh, okay, this courier. is how close you are. I want to see where we go with that deal. That certainly makes our schedule way different. We've done a really good job of managing eight and four power uh non conference games at the level that gives you nine power five games. And there was a lot of stuff in the middle. Then we've got to find out where that decision point is on eight or nine, and then we come back to the rest of that. My favorite part, too, was he mentioned the importance of FCS football. Because I want people participating in college football. I think we sometimes forget about thinking about the end game, making sure everybody is still playing. There's opportunities that go away, and there's not kids that want to play the game of football. The game of football suffers. So, FCS games, important. So, he wants to carry the prestigious, holier-than-thou, amateurism, college athletic models. If other teams are going to break the rules, not us here at Old Kentucky. And then also, he wants to carry the football banner. Hey, if we don't play these FCS teams, then football's going to die. Could go we away. Are, we are br- actually. Why aren't we praising Mitch Barnhart for playing more FCS teams? How brave! You know, there's to keep a, the for- sport of football alive. There's a low hanging fruit for the non or the out of conference home schedule basketball whiners. Oh, he's just trying to keep the sport of basketball alive in all these small places. That's why he's playing the cupcakes. Now, of course, I think the out-of-conference schedule is fine, but what? You, what? What a BS! <laughs> I mean, oh, he's so full of it. Yeah, we're playing all the. We, you know, hey, we wouldn't mind a tougher schedule, but shucks. What about just college? The the uh, sport itself. You know what though? I gotta commend Mitch because. It takes a special person to bullcrap your way through the significance of playing FCS teams. And you know what? By God, he was able to spit out an entire paragraph over how FCS football is important to the sport of football. It's like, Mitch, you can't convince anybody reading this article that a game against an FCS opponent is more important than playing the University of Louisville in football. That's just ridiculous. It's a ridiculous Idiot, concept. Idiotic. Like even Stephen A. Smith thinks that's a wild hot take. No, it's not even. It's not even like a wild take. It's just dumb. And you hate being mean on it, but it's just a dumb take. Of course, playing Louisville is significantly important. Making sure that the Eastern Kentucky football program can stay afloat because, gee, oh golly, we care about the kids. 
do you care about your fans? Like, do you care about, like, sure, that's nice. Wild stuff. Every time he talks, it, it's more and more shocking that UK athletics is as good as it is in so many other areas. Oh, man. And just want to make sure that that support system, the structure of power at UK is healthy. Haven't really seen anything to suggest anything. But are, is nobody else getting sick of this stuff? <sighs> That's why he doesn't talk much. We need to go to a break. That's why he doesn't talk much. Why, but on the I, other hand, I didn't expect him to say anything. Because it's just gold. I, I, I like what, what was he going to say? Yes or no? He's not going to give up the leverage that he wants to use um, in these negotiations with other administrators in the Southeastern Conference. But to spend time making your case for FCS games, like, uh, you're wasting your oxygen, buddy. Yeah, wasting everybody. Well, not wasting our time because it was funny to bring all that okay, stuff up. It was pretty funny. All right, we'll be back. By the way, rumor swirling, another golfer soon to follow. This one, personally, I think would be a big deal. I wouldn't like to see it happen. Oh no, not JT Poston. We'll tell you who it is. <laughs> Keep Fleener on the tour when we return. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports oh, Radio. Okay. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. For God's sake, what kind of man hits a defenseless oh. animal? Kentucky Roll Call here on the 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday morning. KRC goes 7 to 9, Monday through Friday. Replay the show 9 to 11. And you can listen on 96.1 FM or 1450 AM. Check them both out around town. See what signal you like better. And then anywhere you get your podcast, just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call? I left my, I've got a lot of driving today, left my Shady Rays at home. Mm, Devastating. And the thing is, too, now the sun's up so early and so late, you can wear Shady Rays all day. I'm going, I'm going to be heading back around the house around lunch, so I'll do the old switch out around Mm. then, but I've got like my backup crappy pair sunglasses that or like I put, I store my golf bag just in case. Never want to wear these, but I'm having to wear them right now. Oh my gosh, I'd be better off taking two toilet paper rolls and just tying them together and wearing mm. them around my eyes. No, nope. they're no shady rays. I've been spoiled with my shady rays. I get compliments on the shady rays. All the groomsmen were wearing shady rays this weekend at the wedding that I, mm, I was smart at. groomsmen. Uh, I know a lot of people got some some their dad some Shady Rays using the promo code Big X, getting 25% off at ShadyRays.com. I'm sure all the dads loved them. You'll love them yourself. They've got a pair for every occasion. Go to ShadyRays.com, and remember, promo code Big X. Every pair you buy, you're giving, 
You're helping feeding the hungry in America, which is a worthy cause. You buy sunglasses, kids are getting fed, you're getting a good pair of shades, and they're going to do some mystery pairs and other fun offers when you're checking out. Try to bribe you, but really you are getting the benefit. Promo code Big X, they got a great replacement plan. Everyone you buy, you know, lost, stolen, broken, whatever may happen to them, you call them up, they're going to get your replacement pair. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Summer solstice day, it's a good day for some Shady Rays. Bad day for TJ to forget them. Mm, bad day. You tease us with a potential other live guy. You ready for this? Yeah. You ready to be livid? Oh. Colin Morikawa. Really? Oh wow. He's being he's there's a lot of smoke that he may be he may be heading that way. That's disappointing. Uh, is it weird that I had the same thought? I don't and the thing is is I don't know Colin from Adam, but it still would be <laughs> I think it that would be by with the exception of maybe DJ. But Morikawa is a lot more likable, fun to watch. Young. Well, young. See, DJ's he, fun to watch, too. But, yeah, he's not young. He's kind of, you know, he's one. He's, well, at least he's, with he's all of these cool guys, you felt like you've seen their best golf. Whereas Morikawa's That's a great point. got a couple great years ahead of him. Yeah. He may not even have hit really his right. – you know, he probably hasn't. He hasn't played his best golf yet. So That's I'm not, a good point. I, have n- I haven't been worried about the PGA this whole time, and I'm still not, but – what they can't afford is all these young guys going. They can't, like, you can't have anyone join Morica. You can't have Zalatoris go. You can't have, think of any of the younger guys. Justin Thomas considered a younger guy. You can't have him go. Like, as long as they keep the youth and the good golfers there, they'll be okay. But Yeah, I don't think, I think JT's answer would be tough for him to give that answer and then go. Right. John Rom similarly. Same. You're getting the people that are, that's what the PGA should do is just, hey, Go broad media and be like, hey, ask like a thoughtful, meaningful question about PGA and live, and let's see if they give you like a thoughtful, meaning, meaningful answer. If they do, we don't have to worry about them. If they don't, these are the ones we need to go recruit. These are the ones we need to make sure aren't going anywhere. But that, yeah, that's that's well said. That'd be exactly right. He'd be the first golfer I think that has his best days ahead of him. But that may be the next domino to fall. Mm. You do wonder when, if ever, where maybe they just keep plucking away. I don't know. Here's my thing. I brought this up on our on our golf trip. They can only play. There's eight live events, right? Yeah. Well, I don't and, know. And they I have can no play. Idea of their format besides it's three rounds. There's a little team format. It's kind of goofy. Yeah, I think they only have eight events. And you've got what four or five majors if you count the Players Championship, which I don't even know if that's PGA or not. So they can only play in twelve tournaments a year, as opposed to thirty, forty if they wanted. That kind of sucks. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, I mean, what are, you, what are you doing the rest of the year? You're just playing casual rounds of golf? I mean, that might be cool, but... Well, if you're getting that much money, maybe you just don't care. Yeah. Maybe not. Well, maybe that's part of uh, the reason why they're saying suck at PGA Tour. Why are we playing so much damn golf on the road 40 yeah, out of 52 weeks a year? They don't have to play those. True. But, hey, you want to make money. Look at the overall roster of the live, and it's really still not all that great. Yeah. It's still growing. Like I, I certainly don't. Re- there's a, a hell of a lot more names I don't recognize than I do. And it is funny how, and maybe that should be the case, Roush. I don't know that. Like the only people that are really getting crushed in America are the American golfers. 
And not any of the Europeans. Yeah, and yeah. maybe that maybe we shouldn't care. I mean, I don't care what even the American golfers do, so I'm asking the wrong person. But makes more sense for the Europeans. Like everybody always loved Louis Oosthuizen, mm-hmm. but like now nobody like nobody nobody said anything well, mean about him. And that's because Louis too is all right. Can, can we guess Louis Oosthuizen's age? I'd guess that forty three. I was gonna guess like forty six. Uh, yeah, forty five. He's pretty old, right? May as well forty seven. Maybe as well. Confirm it here. He is 39. We were wow. way off. Wow. He <laughs> seems 42? I said 43. Okay, it's not bad. Seems much, much older. Thought so too. He was, I can't go to a PGA event now because he was the one guy on tour that made me feel tall. <laughs> now he's gone. All right. So keep an eye out on him. The live ain't going nowhere. Not, not yet, at least. So we shall see. Only one major. Then after that, maybe you have a bunch of golf. What, you know, it'd be really interesting if the Ryder Cup weighed in on it. Yeah. Then you may, but then again, they should also just, who cares? Let people do what they want. Do what you want when you're popping. All right. We were in a pretty good recruiting conversation, and then that kind of went down an avenue of Mitch Barnhart's outlandish quotes. But back to the recruiting. Good day for UK. Mm-hmm. You're a little bit more cautious than I'd like you to be. Yeah, I'm just, that's CYA, you know, cover my ass. I'm confident, though. Let's switch this to our friends down the road. Big day for Louisville as well yesterday. Bigger yeah. day. So, uh, some people are saying a great day to be a Cardinal. And every time that gets said, John Ramsey gains his wings. <laughs> every time John Ramsey writes another letter trying to promote. That was kind of a wild thing that happened last week. Yeah, weekend. yeah. We found out he was the ghostwriter for that. Was that confirmed? I mean, because I, I do think Andy Sweeney, if you're not familiar, Andy Sweeney, good I mean, dude. He's over got at 680. A, they all have an extra grand with Jurich over there. They do. Yeah. And they're not, I think, the biggest fans of John Ramsey either. But I don't but think he, they would put that out there without knowing that it, even, even though the email was like, it was oddly formatted up top. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, that, that makes sense that John Ramsey would write that letter. The radio. That this is probably not the best radio. Everybody knows I generally like to like explain things out so everybody listening can be on the same page in case you missed this. But briefly, some folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, you may be left in the dark here just for 30 seconds. The way Sweeney initially had released it almost made it seem like like Jim Patterson and Leilali, they had not, like, they, he not unknowingly put their signatures on it, but just like, hey, I wrote this letter. Can I put your names on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You all are in? Cool. But then I, I don't think it was really like that. I think they, to some degree, it was probably like that, I guess I should say. I think they all knew that that a letter was being written. And there were some people saying it wasn't John Ramsey initially. But whether it wasn't or not, you know he was the one leading that charge anyways. Yeah. Because he's the he was the one most passionate about it. I mean, do people really think Muhammad Ali's widow was riling up like the Tom Jurich support? No. She care who's the little athletic director? No. But she 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 likes Jurich. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure she does. I'm glad she was I bet she was happy to help in ways that she could. AK, you want to use my name? That's fine. But whether he wrote it or not, his name was on it. We knew he was involved in the whole thing. 
Which, by the way, the wedding He's I went to meetings, this know? weekend, there was a guy there I thought was Tom Jurich. Because uh, I hadn't seen Jurich in a while, and it was just a white-haired version of him. It's like, maybe he maybe he just went gray now that he's out of the spotlight. Yeah, it'd be nice. But did not see him on the board. There was a Tom Riddle on the board, though, so we had to watch out for Voldemort. But that was a wild, uh, that was a, a wild day. But I enjoyed kind of seeing the shots. Yeah. Left and right. Fun to fun to kind of watch from a bird's eye view. You took some shots yesterday. Yeah. Had some shots taken at you. It's fun. It's fun to take shots. I mean, this is what this is what we're here for. The you, rivalry is alive. It's you well. It's the number one running back in college or in high school football to commit. Yeah. That's so. That that is so. Oh, number two. Well, it just depends on ranking service, but he's a five star guy, top fifty player. Uh Ruben Owens, very, very good at football. Um, and I, I really do got to commend Scott Satterfield. Desperate times called for desperate measures, and I didn't think he had it in him. I mean, this is the same guy that we were talking about, in what, three, four weeks ago, whining about tampering. He whined about L's down. I, I didn't think he had it in him, but you know what? He got backed into a corner. He pushed his chips all in and thinks with the help of Adidas – and Steve Clarkson, he's assembling the greatest seven-on-seven football team to ever play college football. Oh, boy. They've got the number one running back, number one receiver. I mean, they, they've got top players at the skill positions. They have zero offensive linemen committed. Zero linemen, period, committed. And it's June. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're taking people now. They're pushing them all in. The Message, message Board Genius account uh, shared a post from one UofL guy who said it was a $3 million package uh, on June 18th was going to get the deal done for Reuben Owens. Owens said he's not going to take any more visits unless it's Louisville, which, you know, I've got some small plan in Idaho for you, too. That's the thing. is I And I, I wanted to... I try to give like recruiting stuff like that a day, folks. It's not gonna. This, this kid's not gonna play for Louisville. Now, hey, I, you don't want to be that guy, and I wasn't gonna be that guy on Twitter. But Ruben Owens will never yeah. play it down. No, 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 no. There's. I would on, give it a ninety percent chance he ends up at Texas or Texas A and M. Sure. There's there's more money there. But here's my here's where uh, I, I I don't mean to get. Put the uh, horse in the cart way, way out in front of one yeah, another. Whatever Trevor says. But here's um, here's something interesting though that we haven't discussed in all of this just yet. In the traditional sense, because because that's what makes this such a unique phenomenon, right? Like, even if this were like we we, we saw Kentucky do something similar in 2014, where you're 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 taking as many kids early as possible. You're, you're, you're jumping up. You're number one in recruiting rankings for a while. Eventually, it, water finds its level. You're still a top 25 class. Half the kids are busts. Half of them are really good players for you. That was a 2014 class for UK. It took them two years to go to a bowl game. It took them four years to, to win 10 games. Mm-hmm. It, it's football. I don't care how good you are. It's going to take some time. That class had Mike Edwards, uh, Darius West, um, Boom Williams. It has some really good players, but it also has some guys who didn't amount to anything. And that's that's was that, Bedette in that class? Yes, um, I believe so. There was some serious uh, talent. There, there was some there was some really good players in there, and I, I wanted Denzel Ware. You know, like you had some quality quality football players in that recruiting class, and that's kind of the the, the direction that Louisville would be going. 
And but take all that aside, the the part that I'm fascinated about that this is just kind of short term flash in the pan, though. You're not. This isn't some sort of uh, this. This California thing it, it's not going to last unless you somehow hire Steve Clarkson or I don't know. But even then, it's a tough ask for the longevity standpoint. Getting to that 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 second year with this group, that's going to be tough too. But just based on the way Scott Satterfield has plateaued at Louisville, but then here's the big thing because there's this is there's some inherent risk involved. What happens? I know where you're going with this, and I had it written down. This I, I was going to bring it up myself. But but like what? N- not even if the NCAA comes barking, but also what happens? U of L could be an interesting case study where they've talked a lot about these contracts and these deals with these kids. We've had silent verbals that have happened on campus. What happens if Ruben Owens? What if he signed a deal at U of L for three million dollars, like this message board guy says? What if he just gets paid more elsewhere when he goes and visits A&M, another Adidas school? Or what if Adidas says, okay, actually, that Louisville one, like That's not it, what I had written down, actually. Inter- you're, uh, the legality could be something like weird. Like, this yeah. is – there's a can of – Satterfield opened up a can of worms by just saying, bleep it, we're doing it live. So shout out to him. Uh, I, 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 I praise him, but there could be some long-term – Ramifications well, well, down the road. I'm curious where you, which direction you thought I was. Well, going where with. I, I thought where you were going with this, and it is you're right. That's interesting. I'm also right with this. It's going to be interesting. Is what's going to happen with U of L, where the floodgates open in November. U of L fans are sick of Satterfield again because that's what happens in November in Louisville. They mm-hmm. get sick of Satterfield. The stadium's empty again. They're six and six, six and five, five and six. Same ballpark that they've been playing in the last few seasons. And all, all the other big boys in college football say, like, you're not obviously playing at Louisville, so you're coming with us, right? Mm-hmm. Their class falls apart. Then you're probably getting, you know, if they fire Satterfield, you're probably getting Brom. That, there's he could be probably this, keep this, some it, of them. Keep some of them, but yeah. probably not all of them, where you're getting to a point where people are going to say, well, Brom had to totally reconstruct that class. We can't count that against him. And you're just setting the clock again in like a rebuild. Well, you're just resetting the clock and rebuild. And maybe Brom – now, there could be a sweet spot where you keep the class together, Brom gets in, and then, yeah, maybe you only lose a few, but mostly it's, hey, good momentum. We'd rather play for this guy anyways. Let's hit the ground running. But if it's a slow trickle as the season goes on, the odds are just so stacked against U of L and Satterfield for all this to go well. And so much of it starts I, with them having – having a big season, and I, I just don't think they're going to have a big season. I, I think the worst-case scenario, TJ, is that he does well enough to just keep buying another year. Like, what he he didn't really do last year because people wanted him well. Like, if you're Trevor Kelsey of the world, who wanted Satterfield oh. was and, and has not had his mind changed yet, I mean, isn't this just – this is just giving Louisville fit. They're, they're doing the same thing over and again. They're Trevor's getting they're getting their hopes that. up. Trevor's talked about that where it's like, I don't know if the, this isn't going to do it for me. Like, you know, just because the recruiting's cool, he started to obviously flip on that because he'll do it if you give him enough time on any of this stuff. But he's flipped on that a little bit where he's over the moon excited. And and they should be excited. But this is all stuff that if I'm a U of L fan, I'm thinking about and I'm considering and honestly slightly worried about. I'm enjoying the momentum right now. But it is all, all of this, you have to keep the boat afloat by having a solid season. 
And secondly, if I were a UL fan, if I were Mike Rutherford, three to six here on Big X Sports Radio, I'm telling all of our fan base for one year, we may not like Scott Satterwhite. The governor may not even know his name. We need to get our asses in these seats this year, even if we stink, because the empty stadium thing, that ain't it. So they need to be good. They need to keep the stadium packed. They need to keep momentum high. And even then, Roush, even then, what are they going to say when Alabama comes calling? And I saw this really funny tweet. I was going to quote tweet it, but we're doing a radio show, so I haven't had the time to do it. Uh, And hold on, I know exactly how I can go find it. But Okay, here it is. You ready for a laugh? I'm ready for a laugh. Alabama gets all these players, the same fan bases that are mad, don't say crap, but when Louisville gets them, it's a problem. They're just jealous because Louisville's on fire. Crap is sad, AF in my opinion, especially from fan bases like Clemson and A&M, Texas and UK, it's expected, LMAO. Because naturally, Alabama and Louisville should get the top players. I mean, both of them are doing really well every season, playing in college football playoffs. Uh, sure, it, it's when Alabama gets good players, you're right. We don't we don't question that. I wonder why that is. I mean, you you. I love that this person they're discounting the un, like Louisville's one of the biggest stories in recruiting right now because it's out of nowhere. It's objectively out of nowhere. Louisville's been recruiting in the 47s, in the 50s. And Satterfield has been on the hot seat. His (laughs) AD went and met with another coach and was going to fire Satterfield if the president would have allowed it. Now, the funny twist of that is the president had a foot out the door the whole time, but that's just another fun little feather in the cap of Louisville's history. But... That that's it, that's why it doesn't make sense. But that's fine. We it does make sense. It makes total sense. We know exactly what's going on here. Louisville's promising nil deals, which is this shady? Is it not shady? I don't care. It it is similar to what Tennessee was doing. It is similar to what A and M was doing. Fine. Go have go crazy. U of L. The difference is those programs have some substance. They are competitive. They have longevity. And, they have a, they have a, they have a proven commodity, and I think they have a few more nil resources than just one, which is a big one. Adidas mm. is good to have in your corner. Yeah. Adidas is good to have helping you out, but I don't. Uh, one, there's other Adidas programs, and so you're going to be competing with them. Whether but there's also just one Steve Clarkson too, where he's like, this is all of his kids' friends that he's known yeah. growing up for a while. Kind of a one. I do appreciate though the luxury cars really. Uh, Louisville's they're they're going into a certain style, a certain brand. We're just and where, where's is, the where's our money phone sheriff at? Th- we need to go to a break, but this is a whole other where's he at? caveat. Well, that's over now. Here's that's a whole other caveat. Is like, what if U of L football did get in trouble? <laughs> and on top of it, I mean, if, they, I mean, if anybody's not, going to get in trouble, right? That's the thing. Is that like, are they really going to launch war against A and M and Tennessee? But if they needed somebody just to oh, punch down Louisville's on, the easiest fall guy ever because it's the most obvious. It's the most blatant. But what if? But what if their football program just got destroyed by NCAA punishments? I don't want it to happen for what it's worth. But that's another side of this coin that would just be. <laughs> Because even the even the best case scenario, TJ, is what they they win a division one year, 
Well, no, and that's another, an ACC. Like, like the, the, like the, 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 the upside of it. Players even get in. It'd be twenty twenty five before you're like, all right, you're we're ready to see. Dabo might even be shine. a by this. And like, by that point, yeah, what what's what's happened the years before? Yeah. Has there been enough to keep you all happy? Uh, but then, what if the NCAA comes calling on top of all of it? But hour one done. Hour two coming up next. Uh, if we don't need, if, well, I'll talk to you during the break, Justin. Oh. We'll be right back. Josh Paschal signed with the Lions yesterday. Roll call. <laughs> Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here. On your Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, head on over to Salsaritas, the best Mexican in town. Fresh, delicious, nutritious. They've got burritos, tacos, quesadillas, wildly addictive chips, spicy hot salsa, delicious queso. If you're a guac kind of person, they've got the best, so I've been told. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. And remember them for catering if you got anything planned for this weekend. Summer is in full swing. And you may want a picnic. Salsaritas can take care of you. No party too big, no party too small. I know a lot of graduation parties still going on. You don't want to do it the weekend right at graduation. It's busy. You want to spread it out, mm-hmm. have your own. Let Salsaritas do the trick for you. It doesn't matter if you got 70 of the 70 of the, the neighborhood kids running around. <laughs> They'll feed them all. Doesn't matter if you just got 10 people coming over. They'll take care of you. Download that Salsaritas app. Two locations, Middletown, that's on Shelbyville Road. And the one in St. Matthews off Hubbard's, right by the railroad tracks. If you've gone over the tracks, you've gone too far, depending on which way you're coming. Oh, yeah. From Westport, you'd be going Correct. too far. Correct. But if you're coming from Shelbyville, just take your first right after the track. Boom. Bada boom, bada bing. You're right wow. in there. Wow, and that's geography. Now I'm hungry. As we so often do. That's why we generally try to save the Salsaritas ad for a little bit later on in the show. Gosh, that's the hunger side. All right, uh, what else do we? What else do we need to get to? Oh, Rush? I got. Um, we got the text line, which I'm excited about. I got a few tidbits from uh, UK basketball practice. Should I share? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that. I had that. I was looking yeah. forward to getting that. I kind of forgot about that. You, I was surprised by see it to see it, and also. I, I got, I'm, I got I'm ears everywhere. I'm pumped up. Yeah. Ears and eyeballs everywhere. The, well, the not on your head. <laughs> Okay, that that made me all good. Good job, DJ. Good job. Uh, the my biggest takeaway though was uh, the person I knew there who said that Collins just looks so much better than last year. Stronger, he's playing more confident. He's running the floor well. He's aggressive, and I think that we. I got a lot of people joking afterwards about like, oh, he's the summer workout sensation. Blah blah blah. And it's like, well. You kind of expect a guy who only played 10 minutes a game 
to take a leap when he was a top 20 player in a McDonald's All-American. The only problem is that he was just, he was a big, tall, skinny kid when he was a recruit. He needed some time to develop, to mature. And I think most importantly, he needed to gain some confidence. And that I think that came with the physical transformation that he's undergone over the summer. I know I, I didn't want to compare their games, but the way that Anthony Davis filled out in his chest is very similar to Collins, just... He's, he's putting some some meat on those chicken wings. And uh, having him play up to that recruiting ranking, I mean, the front court should be freaking awesome next year. I, and I, I don't think this is just summer hype either. Like This can turn – he can become a quality, you know, is he going to be a double-double a game? No, of course not. But I bet you he blocks three shots a game. I bet you he dunks three lobs a game. And I think it also goes into another point that this guy said where it was the team was playing fast. They're getting up and down the court. And I think you're going to see a lot of Collins running up and down the court, catching lobs in transition or starting transition by blocking shots and getting the ball up the court in a hurry. You've got a lot of pieces, and you're going to have a lot of fun. And that's part of the reason reports like that, which I want to kind of get more into the weeds into, or why I don't think it's even feasible to think Oscar's going to have – his same numbers. Yeah, I just yeah. think you're going to give guys more chances. Now that being said, I part of the reason, like part of the reason, Oscar just did it because UK needed him to do it a mm-hmm. lot of times when the guards were hurt, when a game wasn't really going the way that UK wanted. Things got stagnant in the uh, front court or uh, just in, in the half court game. Fortunately, the NCAA tournament game, a perfect example of it, where it's like you probably wanted to give some other guys some chances. Uh, you just needed Oscar to go do his thing, but I but I do think his numbers will take a, a couple step back, probably in points and in rebounds, partially because Toppin you're going to need to get a lot more time, and Collins is going to need more time. And how are you going to play those two together? You're going to see some lineups where they're out there at the same time, and I'm going to be excited to see that. Hundred times better though, Roush. That's a lot of time. That is a lot of times better. That part might have been hyperbolic. If he's just three times better, that'd be a win. Hundred times better, it's LeBron James. And and really, if he, yeah, hundred times better. Not getting too much into the weeds on the number. Is there a way that he can outshine Toppin? Is there a, a scenario in your brain where by the end of the year you're saying, you know what, Toppin, you're good. You. You didn't really take that huge step that we thought you'd take, but you still can do some insane things. But Collins is just kind of better. We need him out on the floor more. Could you see that happening? I could. I could. I still don't think it will. Yeah, it wouldn't be my prediction either. But like, there is a there is yeah. a scenario in my brain where we are all so pumped up for Toppin. I'm probably leading the charge more than anybody else, and then we go out there and we say, "Oh, well, there's a reason he wasn't." definitively beating out Keon Brooks. He's got his limitations. He goes missing. He gets in foul trouble. He, If he doesn't see a few shots falling, he just doesn't play all that great. I do think there's a scenario where we could end up saying that about Toppin. Now, the fan and us are all saying the flip side of that coin. Just give him his chance of having Keon Brooks' men, and this dude's going to shine. Yeah, he's going to knock down shots. He'll have some insane dunks. He'll be able to defend multiple positions. He just needed Brooks to be gone to get those minutes. That's where we are because we're fans, and that's what we want to do. But it could be that other scenario, and that's the beauty of Damian Collins. That is, it is that other scenario if Toppin 
has just plateaued somewhat as a basketball player. Good. Probably not NBA great, but a solid player. Insert Damian Collins, and what a luxury that this front court's going to have. Especially... You could also say, well, Col- won't Collins need to prove it to you, too? Yes, but we're doing fun hypotheticals because yeah, it's yeah. June 21st. There Especially from a shot-blocking standpoint, as just a, a rim protector, where Oscar certainly got better at blocking shots throughout the year, but I could see a scenario where Collins is eating up more minutes just because he's blocking three and a half shots a game. Doing... Stuff that we hadn't seen since, what, Willie Cauley-Stein as a shot blocker? Nick Richards, I, I looked it up, his junior year, he did average two blocks a game. was solid, but I think Collins has the athleticism, the length, and if he can get that timing down, I think he could be the best shot blocker since Willie. Man, that would be something. I hope so. I hope that's the, the case. The potential's there. The potential's there, and it's starting this summer. Uh, the other thing I had... Uh, Antonio Reeves is smooth, which, uh, you know, I can't really add much to that without watching him with my own two eyeballs. But uh, Wallace and Livingston have lived up to the billing. To see him in first hand, they're as good as as advertised. I'm not worried about Wallace. Now, when I say that, and I mean that, like Wallace is going to be an awesome player and everybody's going to see it. My only issue with Wallace is that there's no margin for error for that to be wrong. If Wallace is, if Wallace isn't what I think he is, then Kentucky's not going to have a great season. But I'm pretty confident he's going to be a nice player. Yeah. Now, if he gets hurt, then maybe Wheeler's really ready for the big stage. But if Wallace gets hurt, then expectations would have to be adjusted. But I'm, I'm, uh, he's going to be a nice. He, he's awesome. So good to hear. Good to hear that's still going along. Livingston's the one where all right. UK staff was kind of saying all that, Roush. We talked about that a few months ago, that they were really excited about Livingston. They thought he could be a lottery pick sort of talent. So now that you're getting somebody else saying something similar, exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, you, you, this is normally where you get fun summer reports, and we're not letting you down here on nope, Kentucky. Nope, not letting you down. And you all don't let us down on the Thornton's text line, and Thornton's won't let you down when you need some gasoline. Each and every, oh, they're doing, they are. When you first sign up, they're doing like a 25% off. I got, I, I had the wife sign up because I was like, hey, why don't we do some more summer cash bash? And it was, they sent a little 25 cent mm-hmm. off a gallon. Pretty sweet. Awesome. So that's a, another cool thing if you download that app at Thornton's right now and text on into the Thornton's text line 502 414 1450. A texter on the Thornton's text line, a little out of sorts here in terms of the chronological order. I'm a little confused on how Bummy L is getting these top prospects for football. I know it has to do with nil, but why go to a school that literally sucks at football with a poop coach? Is it all about the money? So they're the ones that are just getting the players to sign right now. Yeah. yeah. Not literally sign. You can't sign yet. But they're getting nil deals agreed to while some of the bluer bloods, the bigger schools. They wait till later. They're going to wait to do that later. And you can make a case now they know the offer they have to beat. Mm-hmm. Did you all not read up on this kid at all? It's all He's going to Louisville because it's a road less traveled. That's it. Period. And the connections with Adidas slash Pierce Carson's dad. <laughs> and you're not taking any visits elsewhere. If you're a L fan, you love hearing that. That's great. But you just can't. One, you don't. 
buy it's, it. It's you recruiting. Should. You should, yeah, yeah. Like kids, how many, how many, has there ever been a kid that reclassified that actually said early on, I'm going to reclassify? Every single kid that's ever reclassified in college basketball recruiting, they deny reports of reclassification for months before they ultimately reclassify. Yeah. Like that's just, it's recruiting. Christian Landers wasn't like that. Pretty sure it was. He, I mean, there was there was talk as soon as he committed that it, there were potential for a reclassify. Well, there's sure. talks of it, but usually when they yeah, go on record, they say, "Well, no, that's not happening," and blah 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 blah, yeah. and then they just do it. Usually, the ones that do it do it like their junior year, and it's done, so you don't really have the the conversation about it so much. Well, I shouldn't say the ones that do it. People do it all the time. They do it very late in the game. But Roush is right that you'll generally have the yeah maybe. Uh, we don't know for sure. We're we're just ha- we're focused on getting better. We're focused on basketball right now. Uh, but on the one hand, you just don't want to be sour grapes radio. I, I understand why Uval fans are excited, but any of my Uval friends that are listening live right now, I'll I'll make some bets on the number of people that end up ever playing a down for Uval. And Roush is also right on top. Uh, Roush was right to bring up like the the legality, non-legality aspect of all this. That that I think some agreements are being made. But like, how maybe binding even are cash they? Is being passed, you know, who knows? Yeah. And, and that's not me to be like NCAA. Go get U of L. I don't care about it. I, who cares? Do what you got to do, U of L. Just don't get caught. But what happens when other schools come a calling? Do you have to pay that money back? What happens when? Best case scenario, Roush, let's say some of these guys make it to U of L, but after their freshman year, nah, not for me. Don't want to be here. Want to be play bigger, better college football. Uh, they they had one good receiver going into this year, and Alabama just came in after spring and was like, Yeah, we're gonna take we're gonna take him. <laughs> and I don't know if he's on Alabama's roster anymore. Some people yeah. say he's not. Oh, that he's not on the roster anymore? No, like Alabama, he was on the roster for Alabama and then got taken off like the website, and they're not really sure what's going on. That may have since been settled or huh. figured out. Yeah. I feel like that was going on back when I was on vacation. But it did. So if, if Alabama is able to come in, steal their best prospect going into a season that they need, that they're so desperate they have to be good in, I think they're getting a lot of these commitments right now, Roush, because they can. Well, they have to because it's it's they it's, have to now it's, it's now it, or it, never it's well it, well sure because they can they can say hey can you give us a commitment can you can you agree to this promise right here right now you got anything better right now I do wonder what it's like being at the closing table though it would be fun yeah and it's kind of shocking that we haven't gotten any of that stuff no uh, Texture says jealous yes I'd love the number two running back in the nation more power to U of L I'd want UK to do everything we could to have one. Good winning season if we were as bad as the cards are. Oh, suck it, cards. So, uh, uh, hook it. Louisville with a five-star running back commit. Louisville playing the nil game as good as anyone, but we currently have Barnhart driving the car at 55 miles an hour on the expressway because that's the speed limit. I honestly think serious conversations need to be had about going in a different direction for AD. Times have changed. Okay, so here's the thing, though. Before, like, Yes and no. So, like, Kentucky doesn't have to do what Louisville's doing, correct? They don't. They don't have to do what Tennessee's doing. What their 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 comparable rivals are doing on the recruiting front because they're still recruiting well. Kentucky had its highest ranked recruiting class ever in football last year. People forget that they were 19, 20, 21, something like that. I mean, 
very, very talented recruiting class, two top 100 players. Maybe Kentucky was using lots of no money to get Keontae Goodwin and Barry and Brown and some of these other guys, but they aren't talking about it as much. Yes. So, like, there, there's a world where, like, well, we are critical of Mitch. There, there's, you know, m- maybe, Con, you're, you're winning this battle with Tennessee because you weren't spending your money, your nil money that you had set aside everywhere else. Like, I, I don't know. We don't know. UK isn't talking about it. They're being smart about it. They're not getting the, you know anybody else sniffing around to see if if they're doing all this pay for play stuff, and they're still doing just fine. Now, if 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 Louisville and Tennessee turns this short term success into long term games, then there's going to be I think a big conversation. But like, guys, I mean, I, I found out late last night. Like, I'm going to put a post up as soon as the show's over. Like, Kentucky got a, another four star linebacker on campus. Woo. They're still doing well getting these kids on campus, but Louisville and Tennessee are going all in much earlier in the recruiting process. They're doing things much differently because they feel like they have to. And I do think that some places are doing it a little louder. Yes. Because they have green lights from people on their athletics. I think some are being told. What I think is Mitch is saying, hey, we're following the rules. We're following the rules. And I think there's probably some... If I don't know about it and you all aren't getting in trouble with it and compliance isn't letting me know about it, then whatever. That's fine. Because Kentucky is playing the game. They're just not playing it as loudly and proudly. I mean, the only time we've heard about that is when people at Pitt were all pissed off that Jordan Addison was leaving. And they said that UK had a $600,000 offer for him. That wasn't going to get it done. That's the only time we've heard is just sour grapes from another school. Probably goes on a lot more than that. Texter 502-414-1450 says, It's absolutely hilarious how much credit Scott Satterfield is getting. Fan base should be thinking Adidas because Satterfield is literally staying on a lake, sitting on a lake saying, Hey, Ruben Owens, would you like a straight bag? Like Satterfield is a below average coach, but Neil could save his job in its entirety. Yeah, good for good for him. He's doing what he's got to do, but That's it is right. also hilarious. I mean, the guy that whined about tampering, the guy that whined about L's down, the guy that flirted with South Carolina after an underwhelming start at the University of Louisville only to come begging back, and then U of L to not really want him, but kind of having to come begging back. And it's a it seems like a match made in heaven. I don't know how it all is going to end, but if what we've seen on the field is any history, not good. And also just not in the slightest concern about where things go in the Governor's Cup. How funny was that picture of Satterfield on the lake, though? I don't know if I saw it. Oh, you didn't? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. He was just he, hanging out? Yeah, it was, uh, I think, Sunday night. Down Great rolling. recruiting weekend. L's up, and he just looks so exhausted. And it's, it's just, it's a really weird visual. Um, but also, do you, it's the question. Do you want Satterfield with all these players? What's he shown that he's going to do with them? We'll see. You have all things fans think Satterfield will keep his job, even if they go three and nine this year. That's a great question. That you want to talk about, see, especially if you're a young yeah. AD like Josh Hurd. That I think will be dependent on if he's keeping his class together. I think if you keep that class together, if you go three to nine, three and nine, who really cares? Well, I would care if I was a UL fan. I'd be so sick of just bad seasons and mediocrity and whatnot. So I would still care. 
But I think you could spin it better. Well, you could spin it. You could spin it if you keep that class together. But the thing is, that class not staying together well, with a three and nine season. And, and, I don't care how much money there is. And the, what you also have to look at too, TJ. Three nine season. When Kentucky, they were keeping classes together on five win seasons, but it was five win seasons in Mark Stoops' what second and third year. This is year five, and Louisville fans are like Kentucky fans. No way, it's year five. For Satterfield? This is his fifth year it'll, already? It'll be his fifth year, yeah. Holy I mean, he's smokes. lost to Kentucky three times. He had a COVID year. This will be year five. That is wild. Yeah. And Louisville fans, they, they're they much better at not showing up than Kentucky fans. UK fans will do it for some of the non-con games, but it's usually just the non-con games. Louisville fans just won't show up, period, if they're starting to suck. This momentum, they'll forget just like that about that recruiting class. They just will. We know them too well, TJ. Oh, quit showing up. This will be year four. 19, 20, 21, 22. Sorry. I got ahead of it myself. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because 18, 18 beat yeah. down. Yeah. We, yeah. Makes a little more sense, but still, it seems like it's only be year three at the most. Well, we've seen enough. <laughs> True. Yeah, the coach that's 18 and 19 during his time at UofL, 12 and 13 in the bum ACC. Mm-hmm. But of course he should be getting recruits just like Alabama. Texter 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line says, I'm glad you all are actually had a live show today, unlike another show with the letters. And Justin, we are all sick of hearing about golf and your golf trips. Wow. Fair enough. Ooh, I, I'm not, though. Although... No cool hole in one stories this go around. No, no, just bug stories. I didn't. I didn't even get. Any, I didn't even get close. I was terrible. Oh, it's yeah. I've got. I've. I've myself have a little nasty streak of not even just getting on a par three green. Same for probably like two rounds. Let's just say two years. Pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We will finish up the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Oh, we got some more golf news. Another one? PGA's freaking out, man. They're freaking out. We'll come back. We'll tell you what that is. This is Kentucky. We're just going to tease PGA news for the rest of the summer. Each (laughs) each break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Poop again! <laughs> he caught the <laughs> poop! <laughs> Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. And, of course, Roush, the the question is how you handle it with the U of L goobers. You want them to have their time. You, you want them to be happy. Yeah, but you huh. all – is it just is it just a wait? Is it just let, just don't even – just wait. Yeah. Just an I told you so sort of thing? Yeah, maybe get in a few jabs here and there. Okay. Um, like, I, you know – 
I thought I had a nice one with the edit. Just like, huh, how did he edit all those fans into Cardinal Stadium? Yeah. Like, Which, got, by the way, they didn't even, it's still like it's a still light crowd. Kind of empty, it hits a yeah, light crowd. Yeah. Um, somebody also was like, that's clearly a purple Pegasus. And it's like, no. It's a black unicorn, which is what he calls himself. Which is a weird. I don't understand the, the unicorn, unicorn thing, thing. Came really big like seven years ago with like, like Giannis. Such, it was just yeah. It was just grown men trying to compliment people in such unique ways that what's more unique than a unicorn because it doesn't even exist. Wondering where that came from. That's what it is. Yeah, they're really talking about like you're such a you're so special. You're a unicorn. But I'm, I meant specifically his unicorn. I didn't understand where oh, that was coming yeah, from. Yeah. It just it seems so out of place. You had the Heisman Trophy, the the championship trophy, the field, and then a unicorn. <laughs> like what? I will say though, one more thing on it. If I'm a U of L fan, even if it happens, even if it doesn't happen, at least you have the idea of we we have gotten amazing players to commit to what we're selling. Now the thing is, how you're going to get them to stay committed? They'll have to probably be a learning process with that but yeah I, I think the best play is just let them have it let them have it and we'll uh again the odds are a little against them though all right the other live news here mandatory players meeting tomorrow at the travelers <gasps> pga tour commissioner is going to give a press conference wednesday at one o'clock after the meeting pga do less quit <laughs> Say sayonara, have fun, see you later. You know, PGA, what you should be doing? The only press conference you should be doing is talking about how more players are getting more money. No, it ain't going to be live money, because you're just not going to be live money. But stop doing a press conference every time you lose a player to live. <laughs> it's They are doing the worst PR 101 possible. Yeah. Why don't you just tell your players, live, laugh, love. Instead. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's the press conference is their new motto. <laughs> Not good. Yeah, I'm, I, I, they're probably freaking out at this point. Just a little bit. Maybe not a whole lot, but just a little bit. No, they're making things worse, in my opinion. But, yeah, just get – I mean, when in doubt, try to get them a little bit more money. All right. Another – let's get back to the Thornton's text line. Been a fun show today. Mm-hmm. Flown by. Mm. Love when this happens. Texter says, What a great weekend, fellas. Brooks and Dunn was literally everything I thought it'd be. 10 out of 10 concert. They killed it. Saw Maddie Bangs at the concert and tricked him into giving me a high five. Little does he know that he has me blocked on Twitter. So further proof that social media isn't real life. <laughs> All it took was a go cats as he walked by and boom, we were friends again. <laughs> well, that's nice. That's good. Yeah, social media, not real life. Didn't Ever? realize Brooks and Dunn were back together. Are they? Oh yeah, Apparently. they did they did take that break. I yeah. know they split up. I think they realized, oh, money. Well, Brooks went to radio. He took over for I think it was Casey Kasem. Like the top yeah, he's 40 still, countdown or whatever. Yeah, but it's just a country one. But yeah, no, I mean I think it's just one of those things where they realize, okay, we don't have to make new music. We can just play the old hits and be good. Absolutely. So they got they probably took what, five, six years off? At least. Yeah. Feels this stuff, though, still slaps. Texter says, feels a little too quiet on the Dillingham front. Shenanigans at play. He's committing on Friday, Ralph. Yeah, 7 p.m. He's going to announce. and Down to Auburn, Louisville, Kentucky, and who's the other one? I don't know. But it is. But Kentucky's the only place he's visited on the list. So right. And it's it's kind of nice when you 
all of the recruiting reporters, Dillingham committing Friday, and USC, there's just a consensus that it's going to be Kentucky. It would be, it would be a big time shocker, big, huge, enormous. Gotta love Louisville being on the list, just in case if Wagner does go to U of L, you can say, "Hey, we just we split guards. It happens. Yeah, you, know, you got one great five star guard. We got one great five star guard. Well, Kentucky will end up probably getting more." But that's great, it, it, unless there is shenanigans, Texter. And they followed it up, and they were like, oh, never mind, because I think that news came out. But he had been, I think, planning on that 24th for a little bit. His final list was kind of funny because people weren't really sure. One-time NC State commit, people weren't really sure who was mm-hmm. who was next. But it was. I think, I think it's been UK. I think UK's – I think uh, – UK staff did a really, really good job on this. Chin, Coleman especially, did a good job in this recruitment. And Dillingham, just a a lazy comparison. Their sizes aren't, I think, perfect. But he's as quick as a De'Aaron Fox or a John Wall. So have that speed in your mind from a guard standpoint. Man, Ty Ty had such a good first step until he got hurt. That was a bummer. Yeah, it was a bummer. He didn't really have the takeoff speed as much as these other guys did, Ty Ty. Or the ability that, to finish through contact. No, but his, but that his step to get around a guy in the half court was so mm-hmm. impressive. That was comparable to like the walls and the foxes, but then after the injury, it was gone. But uh, Dillingham, when he gets to UK, think of somebody that – but before you even look up from sipping your soda, because you can't have booze unless you're rich, he'll already have taken uh, the ball the length of the court and scored. And you're not supposed to drink it in your seat either. You're supposed to keep it behind closed doors where no one can see it, even though people just still bring it outside anyway. He'll be really fun. It's a great piece to add. A really, really nice player. NBA teams love this love this kid. And then you get you get Wagner, maybe. You get Ian Jackson to reclassify, which Roush, guess what? Uh, no, we're not really thinking about that right now. Uh, no, we're focused <laughs> on basketball. He's going to. Yeah. You get one of those two. You're not, I can't imagine a scenario. You get both of them. Then it's that wouldn't really make sense for anybody. You get one more of those two. You're in the conversation for the best backcourt Calipari's had. So think about that. Mm-hmm. That's on the horizon. The old man still got it on the recruiting trail. And then the bigs and stuff like that. That's it seems like that's not as as immediate potentially, mm-hmm. but in a good spot with a lot of those players also. Another texture says, I've never seen a fan base so excited to tell you they're not getting excited. I wasn't really sure who that was in reference to. Yeah, me neither. Which fan base? Great question. Our fans care too much about Sharp at this point. I disagree. I mean, I don't know. It's again, it's subjective. So if you're seeing people, but I think people are just responding to all of the stuff news. that's out there. Yeah, and comments, especially because news. it's not like it just came out of the blue. Texture well, that Star- Sharp did. He started it. I mean, the draft's <laughs> Thursday, and we've we've I think we've heard two interviews from him in two years. So so yeah. when he finally does talk, people are going to respond to what he has to say. You said right. the draft's Thursday. It's Thursday, baby. Yeah, wow. exactly. Nice. I, I, Totally forgot about that until Monday, but that gives us something to watch Thursday Yeah, that's night. awesome. NBA draft is uh, is a decent watch. I think it's kind of fun. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's better than the NFL draft, in my opinion. That's because it's not three days long. 
And, well, so and the, the picks are a little bit quicker, and you can also – Don't have a year of hype. Envision a person into a – yeah, I mean, it's it, the season so, I mean, ended. Look at John Morant. You know, he was just drafted a couple of years ago, and he's one of the best players in the NBA. Right. Where NFL, yes, you can have awesome rookies. You do see it time to time, and surprisingly, even with some quarterbacks as of late. But it's takes oh, development goes a longer way in the NFL. Sometimes in the NBA, but also sometimes in the NBA, you you get one of those situations where like, you know, the Warriors just won and Wiseman didn't do anything. Isn't that crazy to think? Yeah. Like, and the fact they even got James Wiseman, they had a pick high enough to do that. So it can kind of change quickly in the NBA. Texter says, oh, it's our buddy John. Hey, John. Oh. John here. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I feel like summer's flying by. Don't blink because it's going to be July soon, and we'll be watching the MLB All-Star Game and Home Run Derby. Well, speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. Tell me, are you watching any Big 3 basketball? And if so, can you have... If so, can and have you put in banana stand money on the game? We'll got to go talk to you later. No, not I haven't watched the on three or the big three. <laughs> but uh the T the, the basketball tournament I'll watch from time to time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I can get more into that because it's competitive basketball. And recognizable names. Right. Not and all of them, but the, you'll find some. The timing of the year, it feels like it's a quick kind of one or two week thing and it's going on during the day. I'm I usually Usually find myself watching it around Fourth of July. Does that sound right? Where it's the like I'm at tournament. my in-laws' house. I, I feel like that's when I do my most watching. Big Three. I I forgot that that was a thing until I was flipping through the channel Saturday and was like, eh, maybe I should go sit out by the hotel pool for an hour instead of yeah watch this. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, you gotta do what you got to do. Just yeah. and I'll maybe watch the all-star game or the derby if it's on really enjoy the all-star game john back when it was they played for something home field advantage how do you not watch the home run derby yeah you don't have to watch the all-star game but you got to see the home run derby they've done a better job with the home run derby i may watch it may not what about the celebrity all-star game y'all watch that no No, not a chance in france that's that's one of my favorite events for all-star weekend that softball game no chance in france buddy we sound like massive haters talking U of L recruiting. Just need to let this play out like we know it will. I agree with the latter part of that. The massive haters, we're trying not to be, but we're also there's people that are wondering what the hell's going on. So we're just trying to, as radio hosts, yeah, yeah, and then um, clarify and, what's going on while also saying exactly what you're saying in your second sentence. We know how it will play out. And um, before anybody tweets in the obsession or something, it's also it's June. Uh, we, they're, they're, we, they're being recruiting anomalies right now. we got to discuss. There's plenty of Louisville listeners today on the text line, <laughs> I would think. You can always tell by the numbers that have never texted in before. Uh, texter says, is Roush okay? Sounds like he might have a little ligma. Maybe I have caught a case of ligma. Oh my, wait, a, wait a tick. What do you think? I'm not familiar with that word. Uh, you can catch it from D's. What's D's? Who? D's? Never heard of it. D's who? <laughs> a texter says... Uh, it's Bofa's brother. <laughs> I've, I've known TJ since third grade. Has he ever shared with the list the listers that he had to wear training underwear until he was 15? <laughs> wow. 
Is that training, true? Training underwear. No, I didn't bring that up on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Who calls it training underwear? <laughs> it's wilder than the fireflies thing. Training underwear? A texture says, TJ once got pranked in college by us pretending to be a girl texting him. He even sent a below-the-belt pic of himself trying to impress the fake girl. See, wow. that's when you went too far, texture, because those weren't a thing, really, when we were in college. Uh, yeah, right. Brett Favre definitely made that a thing. I mean, that was, like, right when we got there, But though. that was also when, like... I remember there were there were people that were like, he did what yeah. with his phone? Yeah, and people were like, well, yeah, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a thing that that is that is going around. Um, I don't doubt that I had that when catfishing was popular. I've told this story on air that old that uh, we don't have enough time today to get into it. The uh, Google Annalise Presley, she was like a fake. I don't remember if she was Ole Miss or Mississippi State. I think she was Ole Miss. And then, like, with Hugh, like, she even, like, was texting and calling with Hugh Freeze. No. That's an interesting story. There are articles written about her, but she was, like, this good-looking Twitter account, and she tried to get recruits to Ole Miss, and she'd go on radio even. And, like, she would go on radio shows across town. She never came on my radio show, but she was – um she was good looking and just totally fake. And to this day, nobody really knows huh. who she is. They found the people whose picture she is, and they were like totally creeped out by the whole thing. But uh, yeah, she had like conversations with Hugh Freeze back before he got in trouble. <laughs> that is pretty funny, though. That they we have a catfished. What are they? A catfish recruiting host. Yeah, and this was, like, like, back in, like, 14 or something, like, 13 or 12. Man. This was, like, back when the show catfish. And then Lene Kakua just blew up the scene. Yeah. Much bigger deal. Yeah. Did you I, know the show's still on? They're still making episodes? Yeah, and now it's I think crazy. they're also, like, transitioning to, like, a podcast platform because they podcasts are super successful. Um, MTV still makes television shows? The yeah. Challenge. Well, Don't you dare. So there is one. Don't you dare. They got they got that, Catfish, and Help, I'm in a Secret la- Relationship. That's it. Oh, and Ridiculousness. Who needs the help? The person in the secret relationship or the person who has a, a significant other in a secret relationship? The person who's being hidden is the one that needs help. Oh. So in, in these episodes, yeah, I've, I've only seen one of them, but the, the guy or the girl, whatever, is hiding them from a, their family and friends for whatever reason. Oh, because they're ugly? The one episode I did watch is because he was in a. The guy was didn't have a lot of money, so he was an adult star. So that's why he was hiding his girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> that's 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 funny. Uh, what's not funny is a texture on the Thornton's text line, just totally stepping on the Lakeman joke. We we get a texture. We we know it. We're not stupid. Another texture says Kirby. Follow following earlier text. Brooks and Dunn is a vibe in concert. Suggest everyone tries to catch a concert before it's too late. Riverbend last year was awesome. I think they. You mean catch them in concert before it's too late, or catch? Because you did say Kirby. Suggest everyone tries to catch a concert. You mean their concert? Yeah, yeah. Never, never heard so much Brooks and Dunn love. You know they got they got some some good hits. Boots, scootin' boogie. Dillingham reminds me of Garland. That's a good comparison outside of the UK world. I'm, Garland I'm, was kind of like a that. water bug in the sense of like just would take off. Mm-hmm. 
Another texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Never forget, we should be having a World Cup right about now if FIFA wasn't more corrupt than a New Jersey garbage company in the 70s. Good text. <laughs> yeah, great text. <laughs> yeah, God, that would be. be so great. I was thinking about it. I was hearing some other folks talking about how June has flown by, and I was like, yeah, it's gone by kind of quick. But July is real the, the real tough one. July is the slowest month of the year, in my opinion. Because once you get to August, you can you can just survive on football hope enough, and then of course we're going to get the basketball summer tour in August, and that's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. But July is going to be the going to be the tough one. And Texter, you're right. We should have a World Cup. I at least get the uh, the kind of SEC media days bump there about towards the back end of July. But it's also yeah, I the guess hottest. Do pick up for you a little bit in July. Yeah, yeah. But no, it, it's the hottest. It's the longest. You only get one day off in terms of like holidays, and that's at the beginning of the month, anyways. So, uh, and that one, yeah. It's, well, you know, we could take four or five days off to no telling how many we'll take off. Take a week, Independence <laughs> Week. KRC Abdul Rauf, uh, the former Chris Jackson, is in the Big Three League. Gray Dreads still a bucket. How man. I mean, he played college basketball in the late 80s and early 90s. The big three, if the big threes He's going to be 50. It's just nobody care. Like, people don't care about the teams, obviously. There's no correlation or connection with the team. And then there are former players that you care about and want to watch, but there's not enough of them. The on, big three would be smarter to brand with, like, the NCAA and do, like, a 40 and over college three-on-three league. I'm watching that for sure. And it wouldn't be too hard where like every university could get three alumni that are like past their NBA prime, but still want to play or make some money. Now that's an idea. Somebody just give me live money and I can make it happen. A 40 plus three on three college season. That'd be sweet. Or even if it's just 30 plus with like guys who are in the TBT that were good college players, but couldn't make it in the NBA. You yeah, know, be, I mean, I'm in on that too. Right, right. Uh, Chris Jackson, by the way, or Abdul Roof, he is 53 years old playing in this league. Whoa. 53. Texture says, I'm with John. I love watching the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game. To me, it's much better than any other All-Star Game event, albeit it's a little less exciting without the home field advantage. I would agree with pretty much everything you've said up to this point, but not really saying much, saying the MLB All-Star Game is better than NFL and NBA. NBA All-Star Weekend is solid, but like the game itself is the worst part of it. So you are right, but not beating out too much. Also, this UofL's recruiting is becoming increasingly annoying. Why Adidas is giving them the bag is beyond me. It's a small market team, not so great conference. Seems like they'd be better served going with a major program. Mook, and maybe Adidas will think that their resources would be better off at other programs later on in the game, but they're just happily saying yes now, Mook. So another thing to keep an eye on. Also, how many major Adidas schools are there? It's A and M. Arizona State, Indiana. <laughs> this is Indiana. <gasps> oh, good yeah, joke, we do Justin. it big. That's better than the Ligma joke. <laughs> have you guys seen the press statement about the World Cup? People warning fans not to have one night stands in Qatar. It's against the law to have premarital sex, and you can do years in prison if caught. Wild. Uh, also, how do you? I've not done that, but that's. I mean, how do you get caught though? It's hilarious. But, I don't know. Walk of shame? Ever heard of it? Yeah. I, that, there's a lot to that, but also traveling to Middle Eastern country, I would, I would, I would not be having the drunken, good, jolly, carefree time that I would in a in regular country. You know. 
Texture says, transitioning to a podcast during Pride Month? How dare they? <laughs> be the month to do it. But I've got a catfish podcast. I mean, the concept of, besides not being able to see the people, which actually is a pretty funny part of catfish. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's yeah. like, okay, well. This is an ugly fat guy, and you think it's yeah, a cute girl. Yeah, not to be mean, but, like, yeah, sometimes it's just like, well, buddy, did you really think that, like, yeah. this model was... Oh, folks, everybody just wants to find love, huh? It's because after all basketball trouble, Adidas owes Louisville a little something-something. I don't think that's it, but that's a funny take. I mean, they really do owe them. And they put all that money in the stadium, putting that logo up there. (laughs) You might as well get some bang for your buck. Yeah, maybe Adidas is just like, we're sick of seeing our logo so prevalent in your empty stadium. <laughs> we need to fill that bad boy up. We'll get you some good players to do such. No, they, you, if I were a UL fan, I'd be excited. I would be incredibly cautious. I don't think I'd be going around talking a lot of smack. Some are, some aren't. But, hey, that's what summer's for. And eventually, you got to get out there and you got to play the games. Which I cannot wait for, by the way. This UK season cannot. They they haven't gotten the posters out yet, have they? Nope. That'll be in August. Probably. Yeah, get that going. Yeah. All right. Did we get forget anything else today? Oh, it was a jam packed show. A lot of fun on a Tuesday. Turn it up on a Tuesday. I know. I feel like I, I was expecting us to talk an hour about your basketball notes, and here we are, just kind of moving quickly through it. <sighs> it happens. All right, everybody, have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow. Scoots, awesome job, buddy. Really bang up job. Thanks. Oh no! Now the mic's. Oh no. She's good. She's good. Thank you, TJ. I appreciate it. You're welcome, buddy. We'll see everybody on Wednesday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM.